On this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia, Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, David Steele, and Jeff Turner reminisce on the first half of the season for the Orlando Magic. We also discuss All-Star Weekend. George Galante was with Orlando's All-Star Nick Vucevic in Atlanta. So we get behind-the-scenes stories on the Skills Challenge and the NBA All-Star Game, everything that went into those two days in Atlanta with Nick Vucevic. We preview the second half of the season, what has to go right for this Orlando Magic team. Hopefully, health is the biggest factor and the Magic can start to get healthy for this second half run. And what we might expect out of this Magic team, some things that Magic fans can look forward to here in the second half of the season, as well as a recap of the first half of the season. So lots to look forward to here on this edition of Magic Pod Squad presented by Kia. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. And welcome, everyone, to Magic Pod Squad. This podcast is brought to you by Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic, Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, Jeff Turner, David Steele, all of us back from our travel plans during all-star break it's good to be back and embrace the second half of the season but guys i don't know if you know this for the first time in 27 years george went back to an all-star game (laughs) you had a nice little you had a nice little gig going where you hadn't had to go to an all-star game since when well the last one i had gone to before this weekend was 2012 when we hosted it and i tried to get out of that i tried of course you did really i really tried before that, it was 2004. That had been the last All-Star Weekend, not in Orlando, that I had attended. Um, so I thought that I just I think we paid we played rock paper scissors and uh, paper covers rock. So so uh, I, I drew. So 17 17 years since your last All-Star Game. But if there was one to go to, would this be the one? Would this be the way to do it? For sure, for sure. Because there just wasn't, uh, you know, I was talking to Jeff before we got started here, and there just wasn't the normal hoopla and, you know, All-Star Weekend is chaotic for those that have never been. um, And Jeff knows because he had to attend many as the player rep for the Magic. It's just three days of nonstop chaos is is how is the best way to, to describe it. There's parties and events and meetings and uh, media circuits and then there's all-star saturday night which goes into all-star sunday and then you know by the time you leave uh, the weekend you also you realize as, a, as somebody that works for the team you realize that 99 percent of the organization has not done anything for five days right like their phones haven't rung there's no emails there's nothing happening for five days you guys you know everybody else that's back home can shut it down and you come back from an all-star weekend as the PR guy and you're, you're exhausted. Like you're just, you need a break from the, from the quote unquote yeah, break. Sure. But then the games start right back up again in like two, three days. So it, like, it really is not, uh, you know, for, for me personally, uh, it's not my cup of tea. You know, when I was younger, maybe yes, but not, I'm an old man now. I can't, I can't be doing that anymore. That, that, well, we want to get that. We want to get the behind the scenes and all that, but David JT, what did you guys think? Of Vooch. Was that special to see him wearing that magic jersey and represent City Beautiful the, the way he did? I, I was so proud of the job that he did uh, during all, on All-Star Sunday night. Yeah, I think so. I think David's still muted, so I'll uh, – <laughs> Right. Yeah, you, check, you jump in there, Jeff. 
He's been he's been muted since March second. Whenever we took the we took Actually, this break. Since March tenth of last year, March I think 10th, that's right. when it started. That's right. Right. March tenth. That's right. Uh, yeah, I think you know I. I I'm so I was really so happy for Vooch. You could tell there's a little bit more of a comfort level, right, George? You were around yeah. him. He's yeah. probably he looked more relaxed. Like, um, you know, I gotta believe that first time when you're in that environment as a player, it's just really overwhelming, you know, double. Uh, it's a great honor. But, you know, he looked like a guy that felt like he belonged, right? Like he's he's was supposed to be there. Um, and, and he looked like he really enjoyed it from that standpoint to me, David, I, I don't know what you thought, but, um, I think that was the most, you know, the most fun for me. It was, it was fun. It looked like it was fun for Vooch. Yeah. I like to, I like watching that too. And, uh, just the joy that he, he brought to, to the all-star game. It was obvious that he wanted to be there. Um, and, and the thing that I like the most about it is that he's so proud to represent the organization yeah. and he really wants to represent it in a positive fashion. Um, so, you know, to have a guy like that in your, in your organization for as long as we have had Vucevic to watch him develop from a young guy when he came from Philly, uh, fresh face, really raw talent, um, and to see him develop into what he's developed into, and then, you know, raise that magic banner on a national level. Um, I thought it was really cool, really enjoyed watching him and the skill, you know, he beat Chris Paul in the skills contest. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty amazing. He's got that. Nobody could ever take that away from him. Can't take that from him. <laughs> you know against cool? Chris Paul. You know what's cool, George, is David did this while at a six-year-old birthday party. So he had kids everywhere. Is that right? He's trying to watch that. And <laughs> David and Jeff is hoofing furniture up and out of an apartment. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like that should be a skills challenge in itself. It should be. That should Watching be. JT go up and downstairs with, with furniture and everything like that. I think so. I think did you have a lot of stairs, JT? Well, not, not a lot of stairs. Luckily the, um, yeah, no, we were able to park pretty close to the, where the, uh, the apartment was. So, um, I'm not in an apartment. I moved my daughter over the break. So there we go. (laughs) There you go. But that was fun. And then, you know, so you guys, everybody was dealing with something. We were all on vacation, but I just, I found a way to watch. Right. And you got to see, he wins the first round, then he beats Chris Paul. And then it goes right down against Sabonis. And I know he was kicking himself to, to kind of take us through after, because I got to think he got a couple of looks. If he gets one of those threes to go, he wins the thing. And for a lot of guys, hey, you know, it, it may not matter as much, but I, I know he took a lot of pride in that. He wanted to compete and he wanted to win it. And he had a couple of great looks at it. He really did. I think I, I you know, I, you'd have to ask him when the next time you guys get the opportunity to, to have him, you know, whether it's a Zoom or whatever, but I think he just when he made it past the first round, I think in his mind, okay, I'm good now. Like it doesn't really matter. I think, you know, I think, you know, I'm not, I'm speaking for him, which I probably shouldn't do, but I think that was, I think he just did not want to be out in the first round. Um, And then the the second round, I think everybody was surprised that, that, uh, that he beat Chris Paul because, you know, Chris Paul's this legendary point guard and that, that, that competition, it just seems made for the guards, but then here you go, you get to the final and you have two bigs in the final, yeah. um, you know, and Bam Adebayo won it last year, uh, you know, and so it, it's, it's just, he was so good on the, the passing part of that contest is so important. Um, and he made every first pass, but I think the thing I was, I was, uh, I was giving him a hard time afterwards because uh, I told him, well, it's because they gave you the purple balls instead of the white and purple balls. And they, he, he was on the one side, he was on the left side for the first two 
rounds. And then if you notice when it was him against Sabonis, he got switched to the right side. Now, I don't know if that makes a difference or not, because they both ended up missing. It looked like they were trying to knock each other's ball out. And yeah, it did. Right, right. <laughs> um, at some point, but, um, but it was fine. He had a great time and uh, he just, you guys really hit it on the head. Like he's so appreciative to be there. There's a lot of guys that take that for granted. And there's a lot of guys, even, even through the years, like we've been with all of, you know, Dwight Howard and Tracy McGrady. And, and we were there when they made their first all-star team. And it wasn't the same as the two times that Vooch went like the, the two times Vooch got named to be an all-star. He just was so humbled. Uh, yeah so appreciative to be recognized that he just was soaking everything in. And it was really, it was a nice experience for him. I, he, I know he does wish that it was under normal, you know, circumstances with the sold out crowd and all the, you know, whereas I was fine with not having all the events. Yeah. Right. Days. I know that he, you know, he missed out on having that. So hopefully that that won't be the last time he gets to go to an all-star game. He'll get to go, you know, three, four, five times before his career is over. Um, but he's definitely, he, Definitely had a good time. You know, I thought that I mean, he might get more of a challenge from Doncic, you know, in that skills yeah. competition. He was very talented, but maybe next time he'll take his warm-up suit off before he <laughs> That could know. have that could help. Maybe, maybe that was part of his. You know, the funny plan. thing was, David, is there really wasn't. Uh, they didn't really spend a lot of time warming up for for the contest. They because the way things were set up in the back there they have a practice court that's attached to the state farm arena, kind of very similar to the Amway center where the, where the magic have their practice court inside. Um, the Hawks have their practice court that's attached to both locker rooms. You can get to it from the visiting locker room and from the home locker room, but that was set up for uh, half of the court was set up for photos um, and, and basketballs that the guys had to sign and then the other half of the court had uh, had the racks on them. So I guess the three point guys got to warm up before the game. I don't really I was with Vooch for a good majority of the pregame, just kind of walking him to where he had to take pictures and this, that and the other. There really wasn't. He went out to the main court. He, I think he dribbled around the cones one time and and threw one pass through the circle. But other than that, I, I don't know where unless he was warming up you know, beforehand in the back later, I don't know where those guys would have warmed up for the skills challenge, which I found interesting, but yeah. What about inside the building for that three point contest? I mean, I, it was such a cool story to see Mike Conley catch fire and I thought, Oh, this will be fun, but man, I, you, you could not help, but get behind Steph Curry when he caught fire like that. That was absolutely incredible. Yeah, he was he was Steph Curry, right? Like that's what everybody wants to see. And then he, I didn't, I had kind of lost track of where the rounds were. I had gone to the back when Conley and Curry were going in, into the final, and I was watching it on a monitor. And I didn't know if that ball, the last ball, I didn't know if that meant what that it meant, yeah, right. or not. I had no idea. And then when he hit it and then I was standing with a couple of other PR people, they said, Oh yeah, that was, that was to win it. And there was just like, were you surprised? I wasn't surprised at all. That's what that guy does He gets to the last rack and he, and he hits four or five. That's what, that's what that guy does. He's amazing. He's amazing. You know what I missed? That's, Jeff? Where, that's I, where you wish it had been a packed house. That's where you yes, wish you know, there'd sure. been 20,000 yes, people in sure. there. The place would have gone absolutely nuts. Yeah. And yeah. I asked, I think I asked Dante, I asked you right on text afterwards, like how, how were the how were the contests on TV? Because there wasn't there was piped noise in the building. 
um, a lot of pipe noise, to be honest. Um, and there was, you know, there was a few thousand people just all scattered on one right. side of the building and in the upper, upper bowl. So um, they tried, I mean, the inside, they tried to make it and, and credit to the players too, because the players really, I mean, they amped themselves up, especially during that three, three point contest. There was, there was definitely an energy um, that maybe wasn't there for the skills challenge um, that they were missing the crowd. It really was missing the crowd. But looking back on it later, I got to look, I got to watch some of it later and you, like, you couldn't tell on TV. It just was, it almost was like, like a normal, normal night. You know what I miss, Jeff? Though? It is. Yeah, it looked great on TV. I, yeah. I thought it looked great in the drama and knowing what Steph had to do. He had to hit every shot on that last rack. He mm -hmm. hit the two Mountain Dew balls, right, to get the right. three points. I mean, it was just spectacular. I mean, it was – and then it carried into the All-Star game when he, they were hitting – pulling up from half court and all that. But you know what I missed, Jeff? There, there seemed to be – like everybody was happy. Mike Conley was happy for him and all that. I miss Larry Bird walking in and saying, who's playing for second? Right. I missed that. <laughs> and then when Craig Hodges won the three in a row without Larry, yeah. and then he challenged Larry and he said, Larry knows where to find me. And then Larry said, yeah, I do. Buried at the end of the bull's bench. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I missed that. That's what right. I want to see during those skills competitions. Yeah. The, you know, the, I, I don't know. It's like, you know, all-star weekend, like the game and everything, you know, when you've got a, you know, like we're interested because we have Vooch, right? Yeah, like sure, sure. for me that, I don't know. I, I, I like, I, I don't know. For me, the game is when there's competition, right? Like competing, like playing a little defense, a little bit of trash talking, you know, those things in the, in the, in the competitions, um, it's a show now. And, and a lot yeah. of people like it. It's, it's, you know, the NBA, insisted on having it because the fans want it and everything me personally i you know i go back to even the all-star games you know back when when i played um you know they were they were playing for like twenty five thousand dollars to be the winner guy like i don't even know if they even you know what the money is now for the winning team losing team but more than that it was there were bragging rights it was you know yeah. personal um you know, you weren't going to let some, you weren't going to let the guy on the opposing team, you know, embarrass you, I guess, or anything like that. So um, it is, it's just different. Um, but you know, what's amazing talking about the three point shooting, like Steph, Damian Lillard, some of the guys, you know, what's amazing to me is how effortless these guys shoot the three. Now it, it is, it is really incredible. I mean, as somebody who, you know, did a little bit of that towards the end of my career, that's a long, uh, the three point shot is a long shot. It requires a lot of energy, you know, to get those guys just make it. I mean, Steph just looks like it's just, he's just flicking his wrists. I mean, it is incredible. You know, they're shooting a normal jump shot from half court. Now it is, it's just incredible. The skill level that the guys had what, you know, so that, to me, that's when I watch those things, that's what I marvel at. Um, it's just so how effortless the whole game is for a lot of these guys. You know, was it, we expected Vucevic, uh, you know, he, he played about 13 minutes, but in his position, he's, he's not going to be the focal point of, of anything right. offensively with all those three point gunners out there. It doesn't seem to bother him though, George, am I right? He, he's, 
He no. doesn't seem to, to mind at all. He, he doesn't mind. Yeah. Right after, off his back. Yeah. No, after the, and he gets it. I mean, he gets that that's, it's a game. Like that game is whoever brings the ball up probably is either going <laughs> to, it's going to shoot or be involved in the play. So he had, uh, I told him and multiple people had told him before the game had started, like, listen, like if you get any type of window, like don't look, to, <laughs> like put that thing up, like yes. put the ball up because you don't know when you're going to get it back. And I know even uh, Doc Rivers, who was coaching uh, team Durant and Vooch during the game, he had said the same thing to him when he put him in, he said, listen, like you get that ball, you put it up. Don't play, around. <laughs> don't play around. You never know when <laughs> you're going to get it back. Yes. And yeah. so when he went through that first half and he missed, I think he missed four or five. I don't know how many he missed. He missed them all. I know that. Uh, so he was really, I think he was getting a little antsy, uh, coming out of halftime that like, I, I can't be the only guy to, to, to put up a goose egg. here. <laughs> These other guys are bombing from half court. So, uh, no, he doesn't, you know, he knows, he knows how it goes and he knows what the role, his role is in the all-star game. So that didn't, that didn't bother him at all. Brad, can I just say this as for those of us that are, you know, we're magic fans and we follow this team. 13 minutes was plenty. Yes. Right. 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 So, 10 would have been okay. 10 would have been okay. <laughs> you know, I think the last thing on that, and then we'll, we'll kind of look ahead to the second half of the season, but there's a lot of interest on, on Twitter and, you know, and, you know, we asked for people to submit some questions and things like that. And they want to know what it was like Vooch interacting with the other stars. And I think they want to know from like a recruiting standpoint, which I, I we probably can't, we probably can't get into that. But but Vooch is well liked. I mean, and, and around the league, and it's you know obviously the international guys know him pretty well, and they have a history. But I would imagine all the downtime and Vooch was interacting quite a bit uh, with all the other stars out there. You know, Dante, like that's the one part where I think maybe there's a misconception of how much interaction there was this weekend because things were so strict uh, at the hotel that when I tell you we really couldn't leave the room, like we got in normally under normal circumstances for an all-star weekend, we would get there Thursday night or Friday morning uh, and, and the hotel would be wide open. And the player's hotel is usually, that's like the epicenter of all-star weekend. And there's all kinds. And like you said, it's just this guy hobnobbing with this guy and who's interacting with this. And this group of guys is, are going out to dinner. Like there just was none of that going on at the, at the hotel. So they're really, every time it was almost like we were on our way to the game. Uh, we were getting ready to go on one of the, the transports that was heading over to the arena. And he was seeing guys for the first time. All, you know, we were there. We got there Saturday around five o'clock in the afternoon. Once we got there, we, we were told to go, you know, we grabbed some food and we were told that we had to be in our room. And the next time we could come out was to get tested on Sunday morning. So there really wasn't a lot of interaction <laughs> you know, before the game and like, we're getting on the buses and he's seen guy, you know, he saw Sabonis. That was the first time he had seen him since we've been there. And then he saw somebody else come out and that was the first time he had seen them since we yeah, had a little different, a little guys different. really yeah. didn't have a lot of other than being at the game um, and being in the locker room together. There wasn't the normal socializing or getting together that there normally would be at an all-star game. So I, you know, there's probably a little misconception of that. Now, you know, now 
to say that Vooch is, you know, Vooch is liked by a lot of the other all-stars and he's got a lot of, you know, friends that he's made over the years that are, that are all there. So, uh, you know, when they had their time together, they, they enjoyed each other's company, but it just, it just was not, it just wasn't normal. It was like everything else about this season. It just was not a normal. But I think everybody wants to know what I'm intimating from you is he was planting the seed. He was planting the seed. Listen, 75 degrees right. state taxes, right? Like, <laughs> right, exactly. That's, that's what I want to know. When your yeah. time is oh, up, sure. you need to consider Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. Very he's good. giving them he's giving them brochures, which was weird. I didn't know he had Orlando <laughs> brochures in his bag. Perfect. That's well done. Yeah, it's perfect. We set up a stand right outside the player's uh, elevator. Right. Yeah, David, uh, as as we do this podcast, a year ago today is when we found out that the NBA was going to be shutting down and everything changed, right? The country shut down. Everything we had just come back from a great trip. We were building momentum. We were feeling good. Would you have ever thought exactly a year later we'd be a little bit better, but but really kind of not out of this thing yet? Is that how surprised are you when you think about the last year? Oh, it's um it's not not a real great uh thought, but uh yeah. you know what I remember most is um being in Memphis, the last game of that trip. And I was with, I think the four of us were together and yep. maybe, maybe just the four of us coming yep. back from lunch. I think George got a call about, uh, we went to our barbecue spot there on Beale street. We're walking yep. back two or three blocks to the hotel. And I think Georgia got a call that said, you, you hung up and, and you told us, look, you guys are not going to be able to, um, interview the players and the coaches One, you know, you're going to have to keep a distance from them. That's the new protocol. And, you know, I wasn't going to be able to stand face to face with Coach Clifford and do a pregame interview. And I thought, well, that's, that's, that's really going to be odd. I, I can't believe we're going to have to do that because right. of, you know, this, this virus. <laughs> so, right. Can you imagine? Right. I mean, that, we thought that, you thought that was the worst. worst. You thought that would be yeah. the worst. That might be the worst thing that can happen that we can't, you know, have face to face contact, close contact with a microphone, you know, standing side by side and interview players and coaches. That was going to be the change that the protocol that was going to be changed. And then 24 hours later, Oklahoma City and Utah are, are, are playing and, you know, Rudy Gobert test positive and, and the entire league is shut down. And um, I, I think even then we didn't realize I didn't. I, I don't know about you guys, but I had. I figured we'd be back within, you know, two weeks, four weeks, you know, that they'd figure out how to, how to manage the situation. And, um, you know, we'd be playing again shortly. Um, that, that was what was in my head, but obviously here we are a year later, it's hard to believe. Dante, you know what I, what I remember about that is, you know, so we we're supposed to have all these new protocols that we're going to do for interviewing players and everything. I don't know if you guys remember this, but so Memphis has a table set up in the media dining room, yep, right? Right. And and so all of the media, the people that work, that are all, we're, everybody's in there and they've got their food and there are tables and we are, there, there must have been like 50 people in that little yep. room and they bring a player out who's got plenty of room. And the rest of us are like shoulder to shoulder in there asking right. questions. And but we didn't know, right? Like we didn't know. in hindsight, we didn't none of us had masks on, everything. We were just, I mean, it was like a super spreader event in this you yeah. know, media room, but we just didn't know. We had no idea what what we were sharing the sharing the tongs when we were getting dinner. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody I, was touching. And no, no we didn't idea. Know. 
Yeah, but you're right. It was a, with the same spoon. And, yeah, right. it, was. <laughs> it just there was a feeling. Okay, we'll get through this, but certainly, you know, maybe even the rest of the year might be in jeopardy, but never to this extent. And I, I think it's remarkable. And George, you know, because you watch how these guys call the game without being there. You know, for example, the all these road games, and you guys are watching it off a monitor, and it's not a big monitor. You guys don't really have a big monitor, which you probably should have to be able to see it, but. But uh, to, to be able to do it, how, has, have you gotten more comfortable with that? Or there's still no substitute for being being at the game? Yeah, I've gotten more comfortable with it. I know, Jeff, you know, we talk about it all the time. We've gotten more comfortable with it. We don't yeah. like it, but yeah. it's not optimal. You know, it's it's so much so inferior to being in, in the arena, all the little things that we've talked about it before, all the things you pick up that you can't see watching it off a monitor. But, um, you know, we're we're hanging in there. We're, we're doing what we need to do. And, um, you know, it's, it's better than the alternative, right? We're oh, certainly we kept, kept the game going and broadcasters are doing it everywhere. You know, a lot of, yeah. you watch a game on ESPN or, uh, or Fox and sure. uh, you, you see broadcasters that are in their homes, they're in their living rooms or their basements. Um, that would be kind of, kind of strange too. And they're not sitting next to the, to the individual that they're working with. They're in two sure. different locations. I think that would be even more of a challenge because at least, JT and I are, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting next to each other, socially distanced, but, uh, you know, we can still make, uh, make eye contact and, and, you know, there's a chemistry there that we can continue, even though we're not in, in the arena, but it's, you know, we look forward to getting back to uh, more normal broadcasts. And I think that probably is going to happen from everything we're hearing that uh, broadcasters will, you know, when this thing finally settles down to the degree where we're back traveling again with the team, that uh, you know we'll we'll have things kind of back to normal from a broadcast standpoint, which would be good, right, JT? We're ready for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, we're we're ready for that. I, you know, it's interesting. I, you know, like I feel I can tell a difference. Um, I think we're better when we can see the game live because and and see the benches, just see the interaction. Um, you know, but I have people that tell me. You know, yeah. it sounds the same, but, right. you know, we, we can tell the difference. I guess that's a good thing. If people think it sounds the same, I'm, I, I really, I really don't know how, how difficult it would be. Cause we haven't had to do this. Thank goodness is that, you know, if David and I were in two different locations, um, mm -hmm. because I really, you know, like, and I, and people will say, you know, it, it, it what they like about if they if people do like the broadcast it's that it's almost like we're we're like you know with Dante it's like we're three guys that are just sitting in the same room watching a game talking about yeah, it right correct like right, we could right. be just sitting you know on our couch just talking about a game we're watching yeah. um that wouldn't be possible I think if we were you know just kind of trying to anticipate uh when you know when's the right time to come in um you know interrupt each other and everything. And I think you see that on some of the national broadcasts where they step True. on each other a little more. I think it shows two things. I think it shows the great job you're doing and, and also how little attention to detail people are paying. You know what I mean? So I think, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, George, second half of the season, you're with the guys. We can't get within two miles of them. So right. what is, what is the mood of everybody? How are they holding on? And, how are they preparing for this second half? I know injuries have decimated us, but what's the mood of everybody right now? 
Well, I think I think everybody's ready to get started. I think the the schedule is not doing us any favors. Uh, you know, the the schedule is what it is always, right? We, everybody has to play the same number of games. But if you look at our schedule, it's it is quite the gauntlet. Even getting just right back started with these first like ten or fifteen games, we play some really tough opponents. Uh, a, a lot of road games will be coming up uh, as well. So I think we have the third hardest third toughest schedule record wise, I think with, of the remaining teams left in the league. So that does not, uh, <laughs> doesn't bode well uh, for the magic. And we're also, you know, we're talked about the injuries for the, you know, we didn't really talk about them yet from the first half, but we're starting the second half. We have uh, no Evan Fournier on this first road trip. He's still dealing with the groin strain that bothered him uh, the other night. And we have no James Ennis who is still battling a calf issue. So it's just, I feel like it's almost like the hits keep on coming. It's just, who's going to be, who's, who's going to be out. Cole Anthony's still dealing with his, his rib injury. So we still have a lot of guys. Uh, luckily Aaron Gordon, hopefully knock on wood here, you know, we'll be, we'll be back and healthy and, and ready to help us out. So, uh, but we need him. Like we need all these guys. We need everybody to be healthy uh, to get us through this, this, especially this first 10 or 15 games or it's going to be tough. Man. I think about that, Jeff, you played in this. I, I, when the injuries mount up like this, how do you overcome that? There's, there's just got to be a feeling of we can't catch a break. We got to get guys back. You know, I, I just don't know. I mean, these guys have done an unbelievable job to think of how, how hard they fought and they, you know, 13 and 23, the record isn't great, but that could have easily been seven, eight wins, you know, had they not put in the commitment that they did to get to this point. But at some point you got to be wondering what the hell can happen next. Jeez. Yeah, David and I talk about this all the time. What if, right? Like, if man, you yeah. feel like if we if we had this guy or this guy, yeah. you know, we win that game and everything. But you know, I, I think you bring up a great point. I, I mean, this is something that the guys on this team, like, it's not new. They've been dealing with this pretty much all season long. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it. You know, there is no team that's even close to us in total games missed from the players. Right. Um, so I think it's a tribute to the players and how they're dealing with it, to the coaching staff, to be able to adjust your game plan, not knowing, you know, a lot of times night to night, who's going to be healthy. Um, but you know, that, that I guess from a player standpoint, I, I always look at it as, you know, you, you, you're as a player, you're always just looking for opportunity, right. And you just, you know, you're, you're, you what you want is the chance to get out there and prove that you, you know, you deserve more playing time. You deserve to be in the rotation. Um, so certainly guys are getting that opportunity. Unfortunately, we've seen guys get that opportunity and then get hurt, um, yeah, right. which is, which has been just, you know, unbelievable to me. I, I you know, I, it's just, I, I just don't know how we have so many guys with so many, nagging injuries and then on top of that major injuries you know when you yeah. start looking at Markel and uh you know Jonathan obviously and then you know Aaron being out so long it's Cole um you know those are these are major injuries that we've lost guys as well well I think David as you look at the second half of the season we, we hope that we get healthy we hope that we make a run we hope because really you're a couple games away from last in the Eastern Conference. You're a couple games out of a playoff picture as well. But regardless of what happens, what, what are some things Magic fans 
should be watching. Like, like I think you're, you're going to see Nick Vucevic every night, right? You get to watch an all-star every night. And this could be big development opportunity always for the young guys, right? What, what would you say that, that guys, that fans should be watching for the last couple months if we can't get into contention? Yeah, well, you, you know, you're going you're gonna to enjoy watching uh, some of the young guys play for sure. I mean, you mentioned Vucevic, and, you know, we're fortunate to have an all-star um, right. that we get to see every night, a highly skilled player who um, I'm sure is going to – he's going to have a lot of responsibility because, you know, the injuries just – it looks like they're not going to go away. Uh, obviously, we're not going to have the two um, starters, Fultz and Isaac, back. But right. uh, even beyond that, it, it's just one of the – looks like it's just one of those years. But – so Vooch is going to have a lot on his plate, and it looks like he can handle whatever Steve Clifford throws at him. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see Chuma Okiki continue. Yeah. Hopefully he stays healthy and we can get a full you know, second half of the season, watch him continue to develop. I want to see Cole back out there. You know, I think we all want to see you know, that, that other rookie play as many games as possible, um, and I have no idea how far he is away, but I know he's still on the injured list, so we're not going to see him anytime real soon, but you know, I think there's a lot of interest in that, uh, in those two rookies. And then the, the other thing I would say is that Steve Clifford teams uh, that we've seen the last few years, uh, this is what his fourth year with, with the Magic, uh, the second half of the season has been really strong. The team has made major improvements, uh, have finished the second half and finished the regular season strong. We saw it last year. We talked about that road trip. The team was playing great basketball when – the league yeah. was shut down in March. Really, we, I mean, we were hopeful of, you know, this team could really do some serious damage in the playoffs. Um, so, and we've seen it, you know, the year before, we saw the same thing, you know, really rally late. So I think that's a, you know, that that's a trademark of a coaching staff that obviously that's not coincidence. These guys, you know, they're very good coaches. The players buy in. Um, so whatever players we have available, I think the coaching staff will maximize their abilities and we'll figure out a way to play that can at least give us a chance to win. You know, when losing piles up, Jeff, you, you could talk about this as a player, but I've seen it before just observing for many years, the NBA and, you know, all, all of sports, really. Um, as, long as, you, as long as you're still pulling along with the coach and the players are working together and you're playing hard, you're working hard, you have a chance. If you let go of the rope and you're not very, you know, you're, you don't have a lot of talent to begin with, and I'm not saying these aren't talented guys. Obviously, they're, if you're in the NBA, you're a talented guy. But we're missing so many key players. And as long as we don't let go of the rope, then I think it's going to be fun to watch this, this, this group compete the rest of the year. I agree. And I, I think, you know, the, the, the big thing is, is like this, there's this core group, you know, the veteran players. They've been around Steve uh, and his staff. And they have a lot of confidence because they've seen it, how this team finishes strong. Uh, you know, he starts from day one talking about the playoffs. When we get yeah. to the playoffs, we want to be doing this. We want to be at this level and everything. And so this is nothing new. They'll continue to battle. I, I, I really don't see uh, this team letting go of the rope, to be honest right. with you. And, you know, fans have to remember – it's a whole new season now with this play-in game and everything. It's, you know, it's one thing to say, well, we've got to fight to get to the eighth spot. But if you can get to 10, uh, you know, with the way this team finishes uh, and, you know, then you, you just never know what can happen. Now, obviously, tough schedule um, and we can't get too far behind uh, to where we've got a lot of ground to make up. But 
I don't know. I, I've got a feeling. I'm, I'm really anxious to see guys. You, we, yeah. you know Steve Clifford and his staff. They were busy uh, evaluating themselves and what this team is, uh, needs to accomplish over the, the All-Star break. I'm anxious to see what adjustments are going to be made. Uh, you know, I'm always fascinated with that and player rotations and things like that. You know they've got something cooked up, um, True. and it'll be fun to watch that. Jeff, real quick before we go to the last thing, there's so much fan obsession with Mo Bamba, right? People want mm-hmm. to see. I know fans love him. He's a high draft pick, and and he, you know he he's done some good things when he's gotten when he's gotten an opportunity. Sometimes you know it hasn't panned out. Sometimes he has had an impact. What does he need to do? What does this? I would imagine this is a big second half of the season for him. What what should his mindset be here these last two three months? I, I think Dante for Mo, it's just like, you know, you can't worry about, you know, in and out of the lineup and everything. You have to focus on the things you can control. Right. And so anytime he's on the floor, um, you know, there's there there is no getting tired. You know, you, you just can't yeah. be in that situation. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> when I came into the league, you know, there was a thing, you know, like in in college, when you were the star, if you got a little winded, like you just kind of held up your finger, right, right, right. you know, things like that. You let the coach know it's like, I need, I need a break. I need a minute and everything. And a veteran player said in the NBA, that's out the window, man. <laughs> you, you don't, don't do get that. tired, right? Like yeah, you don't right, take right. yourself out of a game. You don't show them that you're tired. You don't hang on your shorts at the free throw line. You know, you, no matter how tired you get, and that's a mentality, right? Like I'm going to maximize that. And then the other thing for Mo is everything that has to be done, uh, the communication part, right? That's that's a hard yeah. thing, especially yeah. for young players. But that's something you can control. Like, you know, I, I know that's big for Steve, like, you know, calling out the screens. If you're the, mm-hmm. you know, if you're the five man in, a, in our defense, right? And with way fives are setting screens, Mo's got to be vocal, right? He's got to let people know where you're forcing uh, your defender, you know, helping his teammates out. Those are just things that are expected. And it's hard if you're not a vocal person, but you've got to get past that. You've got to do those things and let the staff, the coaching staff know that, hey, I'm all in on what we're doing uh, and I deserve more time because I'm doing the things you're asking of me. If you do that, then you just kind of, you know, you have to just kind of uh, roll with what the decisions are, but you can't take yourself, put yourself on the bench because you're not in shape or two, you're not doing what's asked of you as far as communication and, and knowing the sets and where you're supposed to be on the floor. I think that's great insight. And hopefully he can, uh, you know, hopefully that happens because everybody's rooting for the guy. Everybody wants him to succeed. And and he's got a couple of big months here uh, where that can happen. And I know certainly on all the young guys, David, you laid it out too. And Dante, let me just say this to the fans that are listening, right? There is no agenda, personal thing with Steve Clifford, right? Right. And I've said this, I know I've told you guys all the time is coaches, right? Coaches put the guy eyes on the floor to help them win games right Right. because that's what it's all about if you know you're doing your job and everything there's never anything personal it's always about the best people on the floor to help me win so that's you know that becomes each player's responsibility um you know it's like you guys probably like you, you you can't come home and say 
oh, well, the coach doesn't like me, right? That's not an excuse. The thing is, is like, what can I do to make the coach like me yeah, so that, right. he, that I'm in the game? Um, I've got to figure out how to do those things. Yeah, no, you're right. That's make it hard for the coach to take you out, you know, exactly. and that's and, and those, those kind of things. Uh, we don't know at this time what this roster is going to look like a couple of days from now, a couple of weeks from now. We have maybe exactly the same. There may be some different pieces, but George, this is nothing new for these guys. Their names have been in trade rumors for years and it's easy and you're going to hear it and people are going to look at our stand the standings and say, well, Magic are probably a team that, that might have a fire sale. Who knows? But rumors are going to be there. How have these guys dealt with that in the past and, and how are they taking their rumors again this year? I think they've learned uh, to try to tune out the rumors as much as you can. And when you think about it, I mean, think about the guys on our roster, right? Nick Vucevic has been with us for how many years? Nine years now? Yep, nine years. His name has been in trade room probably <laughs> right. eight of the nine years, including right. this year, which is crazy. You know, he's, he's having yep. the best of his career and his name still pops up uh, in trade rumors. Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon. I mean, these guys have been dealing with this almost the in the entirety of their magic tenure here. And, and they, they've learned, I think, to, you know, to tune out what they need to tune out and listen to the people that they need to listen to. Uh, I know that they, you know, they all trust Coach Clifford and, and the front office tremendously. And, and if, if that time comes when something happens, then something will happen. And otherwise, listen, Miami's on the schedule tonight. San Antonio's on the schedule tomorrow. Yeah, right. And Miami's on the schedule three days again from now. So, it's time to get back to work. And these guys know that that's, you know, that's something that's completely out of their control and, and their names are going to come up and you just, you just go play ball. And if something happens, something happens, you can't really control those outside things that, that you frankly have no control over. So yeah, no, uh, you're right. Unfortunately they're used to it. Right. I mean, that, I mean, right. I don't know how, if you had to deal with that during your, your playing days, but it's, I know it's gotta be hard to, to hear your name, bantered around like just you know something disposable but at the same time you know you know you have your job to do yeah there weren't as many media outlets like you didn't hear a lot about that stuff you know i was thinking david i think you have this you may you know this off the top of your head the one guy to me that would probably be the most nervous maybe about this is the guy that's been dealt at the trading deadline yes. the most for right. us is right. that James Ennis, right? James Ennis, like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, what three years like? in a row. Three Last years three in a row, he's changed teams. He's probably thinking, oh, please, no, not again. <laughs> Can, I right. Can I get through yeah. this one? But think about that. I would. I mean, if, if the Minnesota Timberwolves were like, man, we really want David Steele, right? Would that affect your preparation and your job, David? Or are you that much of a pro? Wouldn't you think that would get to you? Wouldn't you think that, that would probably that would probably get to me? Okay, see, we're human. We're human. You have to overcome yeah, absolutely. all that stuff at the end of the day. Well, fair enough. That's good to know. Turn the Twitter off, David. You're not Turn going it. to Minnesota. You're not going, not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> Atlanta, man. Wait, the next time Dante goes, next time, next time Dante goes to the loon, he's getting spit in his chili. I'll tell you that. That's what's happening now. I just picked a city. I love I just the loon. Yeah. You just randomly just, picked Minnesota. We I love guess. all those cities. We love all the cities on the yeah. tour. Even more so now that we can't go to them anymore. We miss them even more. Absolutely. Uh, 
All right, guys. Uh, except stuff, except for Minnesota, it. apparently, for, for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you know, you're talking. I'm not the one getting March. something in my chili when we go to Minnesota. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, George, good luck the rest even, of the way. George, are you even allowed to walk down and hang out at the pool there at the hotel? Or what, what's yeah, the... I, I believe we are. Well, they, they, they lighten up the, the restrictions when we travel now. We're allowed to go for uh two one-hour walks outside the hotel if we want to do that we can we can actually venture out i know rodney sid powell's already been out up and down brickle avenue this morning you know going up and down by the water he's 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 out and about so i haven't done that yet i went i i my fat rear end went to get breakfast and then came right back to the room so but yeah so i don't know if i'm gonna go down to the pool though today i didn't i didn't bring my speedo so i think i need a I think I'm going to keep well, it. No go. point then. Really no point. Yeah, right. I mean, really no point. If I didn't bring my <laughs> Speedo, why, why do I got to go down there? You don't want to sit there you're in a long sleeve the... sweater either. <laughs> That's right. You got San Antonio, right? So you got, you're going for the big breakfast at. Uh... Well, I can't do that. I have to. Yeah, can't do that. It has to be, it has to be uh, Uber Eats in. I can't, I can't walk okay. to the. To the Gunther house. Gunther house and, and get my. Nor- yeah. I wonder if they, you think they deliver. You think they're doing Uber Eats? Delivers? Yeah, see I don't that. think so. I, I think, see, that's I think what I so. worry about, and maybe it's maybe it's best we're not traveling because I think I think David would go get him a, a yes, a, he a would big, a nice a nice big lunch. He would Jeff would go down and get everything, get coffee wherever he wanted. It's you know they're, they're probably uh, you know yeah. socially distanced at the Gunther House. It would be very tempting. That yes, would be would. a hard one to resist. It's such a nice walk too. It is a nice walk. I may take the walk and then. Smell the biscuits and then just come back. Come back to the yeah. Room. You're not leaving there without biscuits. If I know oh, you at all, right. no, I'll tell. I'll tell no them leave way. it out on the mailbox. I'll pick it up out of the mailbox. I'll put it twenty sure, out there. Make sure you have some of that jam on it too. Why do we have right, twelve man. biscuits out at the mailbox? Well, we miss being on. It's got to be strange, right? I mean, a little bit different with with as few people traveling, right? I mean, we or as David oh, asks, does anybody know we're not there? They know you're not there. Okay, I mean, okay. You're not there, so that's really all that matters. So that's really all that matters. Screw that's everybody all we're asking. else. Right? That's all we're asking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah, well, no, good stuff. Still, good, still good, good luck. Good luck the rest of the way. Let's make this interesting. Regardless, we're going to have some fun, and and uh, the broadcast will be great on Fox Sports Florida, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to a fun second half. This podcast brought to you by Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic.